buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 43. Today we're going to chat with Jason and Ben from Skillset, make a prank call about mom's demand action, and talk about the Hive Technology slide. Today's panel is Sean Heron and I'm Ava Flannell. And I've got a cold. And I got a cold too. We're taking <laughs> shots of cough syrup and we're drinking these sparkly drinks. The best part about it is uh, when we first got on before we went live, we said we were drink- doing shots of cough syrup and the skill set guys were just like, assumed we were doing it to like get crunk or something. Yeah. So um, <laughs> needless to say, we're questioning our guests already. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like maybe if you're going to mix it with liquor, but we don't just do it for fun. We do it because, you know, we're sick. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did mix it with liquor. Well. Oh, gosh. Okay. I wasn't supposed to say that, was I? Yeah, no. All right. All right. So before we get to know our guests, let's talk about Manticore Arms. And uh, you guys recently, if hopefully you saw this video that I posted on Instagram, I finally decided to give my AK some love. And uh, I actually bought it like a few years back. I bought it. I had an AK before I had an AR. But I haven't really done anything with the AK and threw it in my closet and it's kind of been in there. I think I've only shot it like maybe literally a handful of times. And so I've decided I'm going to put some Manticore Arms uh, parts on it. I'm going to replace the forend and the top cover uh, with Manticore Arms. And then I'm also going to uh, replace the stock and with one of their triangle stocks. So as I do that, I will be posting pictures, but pretty excited to... Uh, you know, to kind of pimp out my AK. Yeah, and you've got the same AK I do, and the first thing I did was replace, because uh, we both got the Kalashnikov USA, and uh, it was Except all... Except for I got it before the the ban. Yeah, yeah, it, yours is the converted Sega, but it has all the same okay. silly furniture yeah, on it. Yeah, but mine's like cooler, because, you know... <laughs> Whatever. It's not from the US, it came straight mine's, from Russia. Mine's the exact same. Okay. Yeah, keep it up, keep it up, see what happens. I'm high on cough medicine. Great. I'm, so, I'm going to start slapping here in one second. <laughs> so if you guys are interested in uh, doing the same, they make a bunch of different products for all different kinds of guns, not just AKs. They have ARs, uh, all the really popular guns out there, the Tavor, CZ. Um, you could use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that gets you 15% off any of your purchases. All right. Should we get to know our guests? Let's do it. Things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. Oh, I just chewed a cough drop in inside the center. It's not very good. No, I it, got the worst taste in my mouth. I think it's like cough syrup. <laughs> uh, We're guys, doubling down, guys. How are you doing? Hey, we I mean, can talk now. Okay, yeah, Jesus. you. I mean, you have to be better than us, right? <laughs> Uh, no, I, look, I've, I've had three heart attacks since you guys did the intro, by the way, because I'm a pure, this is Jason, uh, sorry, if you want, <laughs> I guess I should introduce myself, Jason Swore, but uh, since you guys are talking AKs, you know I'm a purist, right? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a purist of the purist, so I don't, uh, I think I have every AK from every com block country known to man, and plus I own a, the one of probably only four in America, uh, Type 1 AKs, 1951. That's awesome. So, it is. It's awesome. But then I, I hear you guys modifying AKs. I'm like, no, keep look, it original. Look, man, these things, these came, things came from the factory awful, and we're going to make them a little <laughs> yeah. bit better, but they're never going to 
they're never going to be the wood furniture. These are going to be a little bit tactical, but yes. I love the wood furniture too, man. I'm 100% with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I got you. And then, uh, of course, I wanted to say something during your guys' uh, co- or your cough medicine party. I'm like, yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's not <laughs> like we were like, up. hey, guys, be quiet. We have, you know, an intro. I mean, this is, there's no rules. You can curse. You could interrupt. It's it's whatever. Well, it's- if, you, if you don't mind me correcting you then, <clears throat> like promethazine, like gin and juice and all that stuff, like, <laughs> do it with gin. Like, <laughs> Sprite is acceptable. Oh, there you go. Sometimes grape drink. There you go. We do. We do. They want to put a lot of alcohol in that. (laughs) Whiskey and dextromorphin or whatever it is. Yeah, you don't don't want to mess up the real. No, we we go with that grandma's recipe. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) How do you guys get sick in June? I don't understand. I have no idea because we didn't get we didn't get sick during shot show. Nope. We made it through the NRA show. Didn't get sick. First time ever. And I'm like, wow, my immune system's doing great. And now suddenly it's like middle of June and uh, we're, we both kind of have like even the same cold. Yeah, There's not. like something going around in Colorado. It's, yeah. it's the dumbest cold too. I yeah. feel fine. I just can't stop hacking and coughing uh, until I almost throw up. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, glad we're doing this over the, the uh, you know, uh, one state away then. You yeah. Cause you guys don't realize, but right now I have tissues up my nose. Yeah. Well, oh. the- <laughs> it's so awkward to, to actually be here in the studio. Uh, the worst part is, guys, that th- I think this is also a computer virus, so we're infecting you in multiple ways right now. Well, it won't be the first time. Well, so. we're on Facebook, so we already have that problem. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys, enough about our cold. Let's get to know yes. you. Uh, so tell us about who you are and what you do, what you do at Skillset. Okay, uh, I'll start. Uh, my name is Jason Swore, and I am the editor of Skillset Magazine. And, uh, well, I guess Ben... You go, ahead, go ahead and do your own. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Ben Turpak, and I'm the assistant editor. So there you go. Yeah. There so, it is. So it's our job to, for the, the overall look of the magazine, the field, the articles that go in it. So if they suck, it's our fault. Uh, we're the ones that greenlit everything. And, uh, yeah, kind of oversee the whole feel. And then, of course, un, uh, I guess I didn't really want this, but our publisher made it. So we have to be the face of the magazine. Somehow right? that became like a thing. Yeah. 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 So uh, as ugly as we are, we are, yes, we are somehow the face of Skillset Magazine. Very wow. nice. Very nice. Uh, so how'd you find each other? Uh, well, what was it? Grinder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> Sean's familiar <laughs> with that place. I am not. I, I told you I was doing research. <laughs> no so um i don't know if so like I, well it kind of goes into my background so um i also besides being a, the editor of skill set uh i i've owned a and for those firearms guys out there um i own a photo studio called straight eight photography and uh so that's is kind of how i got into the magazine business i'm i know i'm jumping into our my background a little bit on this as well but um so and ben was he was a, a big wig in the what the event industry so yeah. we're in two different worlds and uh we just crossed paths a few times and then he would come over and help me doing gun shit because well he loves guns and i love guns too so when we were doing like recoil magazine covers or right. tactical weapon magazine covers mm-hmm. ben would come over in fact i think i put ben on a few covers uh, been on a couple yeah um, and, uh, and then one thing led to another, when we got hired to do skill set, it was like, well, I said, I got hired and I'm like, I can't fuck, I can't do this by myself. You know, I, I need help. And, uh, sure enough, Ben was looking for a career change and here we Had go. enough. <laughs> here 15 we go. years of events and trade shows wore me out. Yeah, oh man. So. I can't even imagine. So first off, I'm extremely familiar with straight eight. I did. I actually didn't put two and two together. Love, love the work that you do there. That's awesome stuff, Thanks, man. man. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been up 
running for shit. I'm going on six years now. That's so correct. Um, and uh, and that kind of goes into my background. I, I I did 20 years in the Marine Corps from 1991 to 2011, and then uh, got out and did what all you know, fucking Marines do. And we go contract overseas and did that for a year. And I just realized that like, man, I, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, you know? Um, so I need to figure out something I can do when I come 90, you know, cause I don't know, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I had no skills besides carrying a gun and I kind of like, well, I had some money from contracting. So I got a, um, it's like a 2,500 square foot studio or I think or something like that. And, uh, and I was like, I should be a photographer. That's fucking pretty easy. How hard could it be? <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, uh, I, I had about six months of being able to just live without, you know, not worrying about anything because of the, the contracting money. So I'm like, all right, I got six months to figure this thing out. And so I, I went to the, the, uh, the prestigious school of YouTube and, uh, I learned how to be a photographer. I learned how to do all the Call of Duty looking composite photography and yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, and that's kind of and that it, it sold. It worked. It worked, and it got me into the gun industry because they liked it. Because once again, you make an ad look like a Call of Duty poster, people are going to stop on it for longer than five seconds or whatever. And uh, and it's uh, we've been working it ever since. And until um, our publisher Gina Marie grabbed me up one day and said, "You know what? I want to start a magazine." And I, she wanted to start a gun magazine. That was the weird part. I was like, look, I work for over 10 different magazines. Uh, we don't need another gun magazine. I tell you, know, what we need to do is improve the gun magazines we got. Uh, but I go, what we're missing is a cool men's interest magazine. You know, like I, I grew up on the, and I'm dating myself a little bit, but I grew up on the old uh, 90s maxims and, you know, stuff like that. And I've always been a, a, have a huge appreciation for old men's pulp magazines of the 50s and 60s where nothing was really pc you could write whatever you want you know and you had cover lines like i slit my rival's throat or uh what's some more here uh respectable wives who are secret sex or patrons <laughs> like that right <laughs> well you can get away with putting that on the shelves it was fun and so i'm like why don't we you know in the world of everybody being so freaking pc and we can't say anything we're gonna offend everybody why can't i, I we make a magazine like that you know and maybe not that crazy but uh Something a little bit fun, you know, celebrate the alpha lifestyle that we all, you know, our, our, I guess our group of people live in, you know, and, uh, and that's how it kind of came about, man. I love and, it. And how did you get the name skill set? Well, we carved it off our enemies' backs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wouldn't it be great? Like the old days, you just have a rumble and just cut their patches off. And you're yeah. Like, it's mine now. That's a good, that's a good call. That would wow. actually be awesome. No, Not we, uh, good question. We, we had a whole list of names. We did. We right? ran through a bunch of them. And uh, we wanted something <laughs> that's, uh, you know, rolls off the and it has, you know, different meanings. In other words, you know, because everybody, you know, our magazine, we, we highlight people with, once again, different, I'm doing my air quotes here, skill sets, right? Um, and that kind of like, well, this will give us a broad range. So I'm not, you know, we don't have a single lane that we stay in. We kind of like, if it's fucking cool. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it's nothing snow, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for, Ben? Snowflakeish. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Millennial. Go, yeah. Hey, <laughs> <go>. hey, hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, uh, we will highlight it. So, and, uh, and, and I think that was our common bond or common thing that glued everything together is like, if I'm going to feature this guy who's a, you know, he builds these whatever rat rods, that's a skill set. On the other side, a guy, you know, carves, you know, $10,000 Rolexes, you know, does this badass skull stuff. I think I just gave away a story from our next issue. I think you did. My bad. Um, <laughs> Oops. But, uh, you know, saying that's a skill set. So, and as we are 
goal in life was to highlight people that you don't see in the in the the you know the normal magazines or the news these days, but are just badass people, man. And they they love our freedoms of America. I'm not going to get on my soapbox, my American soapbox here, because I do that all the time, man. Uh, but uh, you know that that appreciates the freedoms we have in this country and uh, and exploit them, exploit it to the point that they're making great livings and using their hands. We, we're teaching people that hey. You can be a blue collar worker and be successful these days. You know, use your hands these days. It's not because everybody's like, oh, you have to go to college. You got to, no, you don't have to fucking do any of that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, if you have will and drive, you can do it. And that's the type of people we feature. Absolutely. I, I like it. Ben, tell us a little bit about your history and what brought you here. It's not that great compared to that one. Let me tell Sorry, you. Ben. Yeah, you got some big shoes here. to fill. <laughs> the problem whenever we do this, he gets to go first. And then no matter what I say, it sounds great. <laughs> I could tell you, like, right now, I jumped out of, like, what? I jumped off of tall buildings after I climbed <laughs> up, and it still wouldn't be as good. I, uh, I just worked in the event world, man. That's really all I did. I was that regular guy that grew up wrenching on cars, and uh, I found out a long time ago, uh, after leaving the auto body industry, that uh, working for custom shops was kind of like working for anything, like, in the bespoke nature. You had people that paid, and then the shops would go out of business when those people didn't pay. And I thought, this is no way to live my life, raise my family, and be able to afford the things I wanted. So I got a real job someday. And uh, <laughs> from that point on, I continued to just work on cars, weld, grind, build anything I wanted, which led me into the, a great skill set for the event world I was in because I was finding myself building props and full size. Like when you go to shot, those full like trade show displays, all that kind of stuff would come from my mind, from paper to computer. And then knock it out in the garage and shops and just get paid to do one-off custom things like that. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of how we met. It just yeah. brought me, like, I've been doing that forever. You guys just see our... from one job to the next, kind of yeah. building custom made-to-order crap. And You should see our studio. It's fucking amazing, man. <laughs> it, it, looked like, it used to look like shit. And then Ben came here and just made It's all badass now. So, I feel like we're actually... At a trade show, I, yeah, he's like I'll get the. Um, so you build like you're a you're a carpenter, you're what? Like no, I just hack wood. Or so you're a welder, you're a fabricator. It's like no, I just really cut up cars and put them back together. You know, like I don't really, I don't think I'm great at anything. I just know how to do a little bit of enough to yeah. uh, make stuff happen. Nice. That's that's very cool. How long has Skillset been around? So we've been. Uh, oh shit, we're getting ready. To, our, our seventh issue goes to print. Uh, like. Monday, I think it is. No, right? it's yeah. Monday. Like I know, I was here very late the past couple of okay. days doing things. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's been a year and a half now. So it's we're really we're really young, and um, we're a quarterly magazine. So if people are trying to do the math. Seven issues in a year and a half. Yeah. So um, and that was the reason we didn't know when we went this whole quarterly route. We're like, well, we don't know if anybody's even going to like this shit. I don't know if, if our industry is so scarred or not. Industry, our our world is so scarred that. This is going to offend too many people. Yeah, um, and our, honestly, our overall goal, our target demographic, let me back this up, was the guy that has a gun, likes a gun. Oh, yeah, I have a gun underneath my bed or whatever. I have one pistol or two or whatever. I, I'm that, you know, I'm very, I'm pro gun, but I don't go buy recoil magazines. I don't go buy ballistic magazines. I don't give a shit about twist rates in a barrel. I, you know, whatever. I like guns. I go shoot, and that's the type, and whatever, right? So that's the type of guy that we went after because I think that demographic was pretty huge, but I didn't know. So I'm like, all right, this is good quarterly, so we don't go broke right off the bat. And uh, but I was uh, pleasantly surprised that yeah. there is a. I was right on that side where there's a big demographic that need something like that because you know if you read our magazine, we have guns, a lot of guns in it, but it's not a gun magazine. You know, we just celebrate the 
the two a culture, if you want to say that, you know, but, uh, and, uh, it worked, it worked, it worked, it worked. And, it, and so now it's like, okay, we're at the point where we kind of had to make a commitment of staying four times a year for 2018, which I regret now, which would have gone six times a year, but we were changing that for 2019. Nice. Um, I see Sean over here right now. He's publishing or he's uh, he's buying your magazines. Oh, uh, so you I love guys, you, Sean, thank <laughs> you. So affordable. <laughs> so, That's another thing. It is affordable. We we try to keep it at a price point. No, when, when days is. where you can't get a magazine for, or well, I say most of them are ten bucks, right? Yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. If you look at our prices, I don't know, and I, I can't. I don't. It's five ninety nine right now. I don't know if it'll ever go up. I, you know, you know, inflation. That's not my business. I just make magazines. But we wanted to be affordable, you know. And we're giving you still one hundred and thirty some pages of content, you know. And and uh, so, you know, I think it's a win win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so you guys have been around for a year and a half. So, what made you decide to create a magazine? I mean, don't you think? Because they always, you know, you always hear like prints going out of style. So, it's yeah. kind of weird that you would we're retarded that's why that you would do it now <laughs> when crazy. you know i hear that all the time but you wouldn't know it if you walked into barnes and noble yeah True. and that was a is th- there? good point i that's mean it funny. just blows my mind that people like and i think it refers more to maybe like getting a newspaper on the door yeah you know than it does really refer to the the physical aspect of having something in your hand you can hold and read and take on a flight yeah that was know? uh and i think that was i i, I always go back to and Ava, please have thick skin for this one because this is not my quote. But the uh, who was it? Uh, who's the comic? Oh, you book? like to say Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Yeah. Stan Lee's quote, right? So his quote is: "Sure, a pair of titties looks great on a on a on a computer screen, but wouldn't you rather have it in your hands?" <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote. That's not me saying that. Anyway, so <laughs> but that's a, in other words, I'm maybe I'm old school, but I like having that physical copy of a magazine in my hand i like rolling it up throw my back pocket or whatever right so um and i and and no matter i know the digital age did and here's what what i I say the print is not dead if you look at our digital downloads oh yeah compared to our physical copy purchases it's it's not even close you know it's yeah so you know we obviously offer for both but i don't think print's dead i think print has got so watered down and, and material gets reused, especially in the gun industry. Yeah. And I sure. work in that industry as well. And I know if I've watched in, uh, my images that I've done for an article get reused. And at one t- I never forget one article that I did got reused over six times in just different magazines. So, look, I don't think the public's that stupid where a lot of uh, these companies, you know, portray them to be. I think they pick up on that. And it's like, well, why am I going to buy this magazine that has the same thing I just saw a few minutes ago in another magazine or last month? So we I, yeah. I think that I'm like, look, it's a challenge for us. And uh, instead of just going straight digital, I was like, no, we need to keep we need to be in stores. We need to, you know, have physical copies of people's hands. I want to see people taking pictures with it, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and sure enough, it works. It does. I mean, and people, our fans are the best fans in the world. I cannot. I want to hug them all, but that may get weird. You it, know, it's kind of funny because I historically I've, I've I used to subscribe to Recoil and I had a digital subscription. I would look at it sometimes when I got bored in an airport or something like that. But I didn't really look at it a whole lot. But I recently started doing some work with Athlon Outdoors. So I've been getting all their magazines here in the office. And I just find myself like, you know, if I'm just I need a brain break or something like that, I'll just kind of kick back, grab a magazine off the table next to me and just like lean back and just start looking through it. And I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think there's something to that, something about having it in your hand. 
because I find myself looking at magazines a lot more when they're around me than I yeah. ever did the digital stuff. Yeah, it's I don't know what it is, and it's and I even talk to we try to because once again I don't want to I don't have the I call it the NRA mentality where we're targeting the forty five to sixty five year olds, right? And don't get me wrong, we have many fans are in that demographic, sure. but uh, you know I'm I want to target the twenty year olds, the twenty one, the twenty one to thirty five year olds who are who in about five to ten years will have brand loyalty yeah. and they'll do nothing but well, love. Not skills. only that, but they're growing up in a world where we're being told that it's not okay to have guns and freedoms are trying right. to get stripped every day and they're a bad thing and it's this and it's that. And it's like, who's there to reinforce the fact that guns were once tools used to found this fucking nation? Thank you. Us. That's yeah. who. We need to be here to fill that void. Sure. Because the other magazines, they're just watering it down with a bunch of ads that don't even relate to the reader anymore. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I open up, I won't even insert a name of a magazine, but half of its ads and that's great we all need to to align ourselves with advertisers that our fans want to purchase from mm-hmm. but they shouldn't be things that are non-relatable that the reader doesn't care about i think that's half the reason you know print was dead and the first game started happening yeah they were taking anything to keep the lights on yeah and it just wasn't relatable to the reader it is true man it sucks especially i got he wants to see that and that magazine you're talking about i remember i did a page count the other day <laughs> i grabbed it dude 70 pages of content 128 pages of ads. Insane. To me, the the consumer is getting fucked on that. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that ratio is not. And I get what. Well, great for them. They're they're laughing away to the bank because sure. each one of those ads costs five thousand dollars or whatever it is. Um, it's too bad for the consumer. Right. Yeah. You know. I think you're getting screwed. By the way, because you're not getting good content. You know. Let's talk a little bit just about uh, the daunting task that it must be to start a magazine like. <laughs> kind of run us through that. Like, how did you go? So obviously you had the idea you had, you're working with yeah. a, a publisher. You guys came in. How did it go from mines to actual magazines in stores? And what kind of process was that? It's a great question, man. And, uh, and it's, it, well, I thought I knew a lot about the magazine business <laughs> until I got into it, you know, I, and that was, uh, but it's, so I'll give you a straight rundown for those who, here's a one oh one If you want to make your own magazine, first off, don't anyway <laughs> just kidding now um we uh so yeah you you got to have a bankroll obviously there, there's no magic formula that hey we're going this with no money and expect advertisers to jump into something for nothing right thank god if you wonder everybody's like well you got a lot of gun advertisers in your first few issues well actually in all of our issues now because i had i went to these advertisers these people i work with in straight eight and going hey guys i'm starting something weird can you, you mind jumping in <laughs> and that's what i love about the gun industry the trust factor, you know, where you don't see that in a lot of industries. They're like, all right, Jason, you're fucking crazy. I don't All right, if you're going to do this, I'm, I'm on board just in case it does become successful, right? So anyway, so we had a little money for for that. But uh, yeah, you get together and you have these crazy brainstorming production meetings. And you have we have a, a whiteboard about the size of a hmm, fucking it's a wall. Yeah. And it's like it really you, you write down a thousand ideas of what you think would be a good story, what people want. And uh and then, you know, you just start narrowing that down, narrowing it down. And then from there, I thought our hardest problem would be defining writers, right? Finding writers. Um, and I've learned a lesson. This is a lesson that any editor out there listening to this or, or want to be magazine editor, don't go searching for your Rhodes Scholar uh, writer. You're probably going to get a guy that's who overwrites and makes shit too complicated. Find a storyteller. Okay. Find a storyteller and then back that dude up with a badass copy editor. All right. Yeah, sure. And that's what we do with all our writers. I'm like, hey, I don't give a shit if your punctuation is jacked up, whatever. Just tell a great story and tell it in this many words 
and then we'll take care of the rest. And that right there, that relief off our writers, they opened up. They're free. They're free. They can write. They can have fun. And you read some of our articles. They're good, fun reads, and they're quick. It's not the Dead Sea Scrolls. You're not going to, you know, and I wanted that. I wanted, you know, we're in a visual age where everybody's just flipping through iPhones right, and right. Uh, Instagram stuff and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, let's make our, let's, let's cater to that and make it very visual. And we're not idiots. And that's the next thing where I want to give you enough information in this magazine where if you're super interested, what are you going to do? You're just going to close it like, I want to know more. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, fuck. No, you're going to jump on your phone and you're going to investigate yourself. You're going to hit the, you know, the Google button, right? And go for it, right? So that's why I'm basically, I'm, you know, we're dealing with adults here. And that's why I want to, I, I want to treat our audience like adults. I don't need to give you every single piece of information. It's just a, you're on, give you enough to get you excited or give you enough. If you're not excited. Hey, I don't care about this. Cool. Move on to the next ad or article, you know? So getting writers, getting photographers, we finally found a, a good mixture, a good, you know, cause you got to have diversity in there too. You can't be all writing the same way. Cause it's, then you end up like some of these other gun magazines. Um, <laughs> but, uh, sure enough, you know, we get all that, we get it all together. And then you find a, a, a an art director that is, well, has to know his shit. I, now we were wanting to go for the young guy with a real cutting edge. Uh, what's the one I'm working for? Like the cutting edge design and all that stuff. We ended up with finding a 62 year old man that uh, I was like, well, this is not going to work out. You know, it's going to look like an old man's magazine. It's going to look like guns and ammo. I was hundred percent wrong. Yeah. We lucked out. This guy can adapt to anything and he, he makes a really great, I guess, graphic wise. It looks really, really nice The layout, the design of the magazine. I'm very happy with. And, uh, and it's not over the top, you know, so you find that good mixture and you get it all together, you know, and you know, it takes us, months to do this and this is cause we're on a a quarterly schedule but uh it's you know it's fun man it's not too bad and from there you go you know of course we have a sales department for the ads and that and, and i hate to say it you know would i love to do a magazine with no ads of course but sure, you, wouldn't. Mm-hmm. you know i'll be broke <laughs> so <laughs> right you know so you, and you find like-minded advertisers and i'm i'm not going to bash on some of the advertisers i've seen these other magazines but i'm not putting a you know a no, hey, combat look. cock fucking mat- yeah, or, no, or right. ad in there. I mean, Everybody's you know, trying to make a buck the way that they feel is the correct right. way to make a dollar. Yeah. That's that's on the. So like our ads are not going to have, you know, uh, whatever it's in the back of some of these magazines, you know, Victoria's Secrets and all that. I mean, it's going to be relevant. It doesn't align. Relevant right. to our audience, you know, and all that stuff. And so the overall look and feel of the magazine, it, it flows with the articles. And you put all that together and uh, and then you you know we have a distributor that we were in what over 1500 stores nationwide yeah. and uh and, and you go from there and you wish for the best and the nice thing is the, the here's the jacked up thing i'm giving you inside secrets here of the uh, the magazine industry sell through rates that's what anybody that's the only thing people care about really right oh man we're going here yeah yeah okay so i'm, <laughs> I'm talking a lot guys because i run a podcast myself so I, I, like I, I, I like it i like it i run my mouth uh, a successful like, hey, pat on the back, you are winning sell-through rate. Get ready for your mind to be blown right now. Is around 20 to 25%. So, in other words, this is a 20, right? Two out of 10 magazines sell, you're a hero in this fucking industry. And I'm like, huh? Are you, wait, <laughs> I don't understand how we're making money here. But, so, um, but that's a great, that's a great sell-through rate. And, uh, and we have our last, what, four or five, five issues, 
have all been in the 33 to 35% selfie rate. So obviously we're doing something right. I don't know what, um, maybe it's not Ben and I, maybe it's just, uh, maybe it's the layout. Maybe we're just lucky. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but, uh, we're, we're, we, I think, and that's why I say we're successful because we don't have the distribution that say these other big magazines, these, I I keep saying gun magazines. I mean, we're, we're not even in the gun section. We're in the men's interest section, but, um, that these big ones, you know, we don't have a 200,000, issue this is circulation. Where I start answering all your sentences with yet yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> good but um uh someone's got an email by the way um so <laughs> i don't know if that was, was this is that us sorry um uh, <laughs> but it's we're getting there we're slowly getting there and i think that's the beauty of it we're, we're grassroots we're bringing a, an audience that we answer every every damn email we answer every dm it's a it, it's a daunting task sometimes it takes us all night to do it but we're gonna get to you and uh and we appreciate our fan base and if you're giving me five nine nine, you give me your your five nine nine. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it worth five nine nine. I'm gonna give you everything I got, man. So that's what it takes, I guess. And that's before even the marketing side and all that stuff. But it's a it's a fun thing. I think if you get a a well rounded fun magazine put together, it will sell itself. You know, once the word gets out. That's the, I guess that's the hardest part. So uh, you recently Hello, we got anybody still on the line? Yeah, sorry. Okay, I just woke up. Oh, okay. uh, I was like, no. Did I hang up okay. with somebody? <laughs> No, that's uh, um, I told you I talk a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it is. It's all great information. Uh, yeah. You recently, you guys started a podcast as well. Yeah, tell, yeah. Tell we, us about uh, that. Yeah, so that was Ben's idea. So I have never listened to a podcast in my life uh, about a year ago. I was like, I mean, I've heard of them. I'm like, whatever, you know. Hey, have fun in your grandma's basement. You know that type. Of, I didn't know anything about them. I mean, I listened <laughs> to like Howard Stern's and whatever. But um, so Ben was like, hey, dude, we're a quarterly. And the thing with a quarterly magazine, the month prior to your magazine coming out, everybody's excited because you tease the cover. Everybody's getting, oh, what stories you got? Who you're featuring? You get everybody the buzz going. And then that month after you, that month you release it, you got everybody stoked. Oh, they're taking pictures. It's that that month in between that no one gives a shit, <laughs> you know. And that, <laughs> yep. it's, that's just human nature, right? So Ben was like, hey, we need to do something to keep our audience engaged. Uh, Instagram posts just ain't doing it. And I'm like, okay. So he's like, let's do a podcast. I'm like, wait, who wants to listen to two fucking jabronis talk, man? I'm like, but I didn't realize that's what podcasts are about. So we started one. Of course, we kick it right off with a UFC Hall of Famer, Boss Rutten. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we had some decent guests. And that's the beauty of having a podcast with a in conjunction with a magazine. You get to interview really cool people that you put in the magazine and all that stuff. So you have that access. But uh, so we started and we sucked really bad at the beginning. If you guys ever go back and listen to the Skill Set Live podcast and like we have like over 100 of them right now. But uh, our first ones are really like, hi, uh, this is Jason. Uh, okay. Oh, you, you mean know, you mean it sounds right? like our podcast? And I'm Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, and it, just like in anything, we, you know, we went, uh, we get comfortable, getting comfortable, and uh, and shit. Now we do two a week. Actually, we do almost three a week. We have a premium service as well, and uh, and uh, it's actually become its own living, breathing animal. And uh, there is, I would say that the thousands and thousands of people listen and download our stuff a, a week. I would even say probably half of them never seen the magazine, you know, cause they're overseas or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, cool. But we're still preaching that alpha lifestyle we're preaching that, that patriotic, you know, God bless America, you know, mentality that we're trying to push out there and people in a world of shitty fake news and you can't turn on the TV without gets your blood pressure rising or turn on, you know, hit Twitter and you freak the fuck out. I, you know, we, we try to stay away from politics there's no doubt where, which way we lean, but doesn't mean I won't interview a liberal. 
mm-hmm. and have some fun, yeah. you know. But I, I try to uh, I try to keep the politics side out and just keep it as as fun as possible and give everybody a mental break and and some you know some cool shit to listen to. And uh, it's been working out pretty well, you know. So. So, Ben, you brought the podcast to the table. Were you a podcast listener before that, or was it just you were like, hey, podcasts are hip as shit right now. Let's roll with this. See, no, uh-huh. I like um, talk radio guy from like way back in the day because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always on the road and that's pretty much all you're listening to. I would do these crazy turnarounds from like Atlanta to California to Las Vegas to Arizona to Atlanta. to Cal- So you're like always on the road just looking for stuff to consume and be able to have something in your ear and. I'm a big like metal dude. Like I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of garbage rap. I listen to a lot of dubstep. I'm crazy. I like music, right? Mm-hmm. But at some point of the day, talk shows are what really got to me because you could like consume. I couldn't read anymore because I didn't have time. Yeah. But talk shows came around and it's like the podcast thing was born. And I'm like diehard Kevin Smith fan. Corolla takes his thing from terrestrial radio over to podcast platform. Yep. And so just ever since way back in the day, I just I just ate him up, man. I just loved it. I love the personal conversation that you could hear between two people that you thought you knew from like that outside voyeurism looking view from like you know from a fan's type of view mm-hmm. to like looking at a celebrity or a movie star and now you're having like this intimate conversation in your ear holes it was awesome man. <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> absolutely that's exactly what i say all the time man i'm like yeah i'm just you're i'm piping my my voice directly into your ears i'm hypnotizing you you're gonna do whatever i say <laughs> it's not working yet, but I'm still trying. Uh, Jason, starting with you, what's the one thing about podcasting that uh, that surprised you? Oh, man, that is a great question. What surprised me? <laughs> well, one that people freaking listen to me. <laughs> you know, it, it, like I said, and, and uh, we don't have mega numbers. I mean, we and I'll be honest, but we're, we we push anywhere from seven to ten thousand downloads a, an episode right yeah. now. You know, and I know that in the podcasting world, that's small but we're just starting right you know but it's um and i am i'm honored i was like are you kidding me that is this real stats and you know i mean and and i'm like the people that's people listen to and the thing is it's like you know you listen to a lot of our earlier podcasts it's straight interview style shit that you can get off i would say you can get off wikipedia Mm -hmm. and once i learned to break that mold all right get out of that mold and go more conversational and talk to guys about stuff that you're not going to find on the internet, you know, especially when we're dealing with celebs like, uh, you know, your Michael Rookers or the guys that we have on, on our show and get deep into their, into their soul. I say it, you know, and, and actually let them come out and, you know, Hey, there's a platform. If you actually say something that you're not worried about, don't worry about TMZ. Don't worry about this. You're, you know, it's just us and a few other thousand people listening, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. but, uh, I love that. And we've always, you know, you find something in every guest that you're like, you know, you know that moment. I'll look at Ben. He'll look at me. I'm like, yep, that was it right there. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. at, that uh, either A, it's never been said before on air or B, you know, they'll look at you like I, no one has ever asked me that. And I'm like, really? You've had over a thousand interviews. No one's asked you that. And they're like, no. I'm like, fuck, yeah. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. So I like that side of it. And um, and I just like, uh, listen, it's a as in like TV. Right. If I turned on, you know, if I or let me just say this, if I turn I paid to put an ad on the what's the show Ben tonight show right I would say majority of their audience that are going through the tonight show or just are stumbling upon it eh, what's on this one eh, okay I might watch it might not but podcast you have to make a physical effort I want to listen to these guys or these yeah. people these girls or whatever right I need to listen to it so now you have a concentrated targeted audience and there's nothing better I'm telling you out there to, to anybody who's considering advertising on a podcast that's where you need to advertise and I know I hate to say 
advertise on that podcast for you advertise in any magazine because i we run a magazine but literally it is the most it to me it's the it's the best targeted audience you can get because mm-hmm. they're there for a reason it's not like they stumbled on they're not listening to k98 you know or whatever yeah, radio yeah. station they have to listen to this ad no they're there to listen to what you guys are saying and if you do a tasteful a good ad in there and all that stuff it's a great I guess it's just it's an organism that just fucking flows together and it's perfect, man. You know, and uh, I, I really enjoy that part of it, man. So if that made any fucking sense, I, it I, does. I, yeah, absolutely. I'm also wondering how you got my a co- an advanced copy of my speech uh, for, oh, for next week because I, know. <laughs> I was like, this is the exact same shit I say. Yeah, I was like, these guys yeah. are smart as shit. <laughs> but it's true though, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like I, I totally no one agree. just like stumbles in like, oh, I guess I don't know what's on this channel. I'll just listen. Oh, it's a gun funny shit. No, they make a concentrated effort, whether it's via they've learned something from a friend or they saw it on social media. Okay, I'm gonna go listen to this. And then if they listen to it twice, they're normally hooked, right? You know, usually you can listen to something once, like I'm not listening to that again or whatever. Yeah. So if you have a repeat customer, you know you're doing something right. Absolutely. Totally Same question to you, Ben. Was there something that surprised you about it? Um, God, I think you stole my answer. I mean, yeah, like, what could be more surprising than that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's almost like you guys are finishing each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild, though, that anyone would listen to us, I think, still. I still think that now. Yeah. But I, I still think the same thing with Instagram or whatever, with social media. Yeah. I'm that guy that never had MySpace, never had Facebook. Uh, as a joke, I made a fi- Facebook for my dog. You know, like, I mean, like, I, I just don't care about that stuff. I still follow. So it still surprises me that even on Instagram, people care because it's like I'm nobody. <laughs> like, who cares? I think that's the beauty of it, though. You know right? what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're two blue collar dudes yeah. that uh, I guess it appeals. Yeah. And it's look, I mean, I don't speak very well uh, and I'll be the first to admit that I'm, I'm from West Virginia and I got a speech. Oh, here we go. Just to have <laughs> a different like, answer. I'd like to say I'm surprised at how fast it's grown. Oh, there you go. There you oh, go. That, oh, there you go. That, that, that was a great answer. Yeah, second yeah. to that, that's probably the thing that surprises me the most. Right. Is the fact that we had to go out and expand our business to have an additional 2,000 square feet just to have a podcast room. Yeah. So That's true. Yeah. Very cool, that's man. All, that was surprising. I love it. Uh, what would you guys say the most memorable guest or article that you've done? Oh, man. I would guest would easily be <laughs> Michael Rooker. And those that don't know Michael Rooker, I mean, Google, you'll see it. But the guy from Walking he's Merle from Walking Dead, Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy, fucking Sherman McMaster's from uh, Tombstone. You know what I'm saying? That guy. Yeah. Um, we were, and we've had great guests. We've had Ryan Phillippe. We've had, uh, Ryan was great. Yeah. Rob Riggle. We've had some really, you know, I'm, I'm, of course I'm throwing out Hollywood names. You know, we've also had tons of badass guests, including Ava, um, that, uh, that, think. you know, that aren't in the Hollywood scene, but Michael Rooker, you know, I thought for sure when he came, you know, he, he came to our studio spent two days two and a half days we had to kick him out that's a that was a fucked up part um <laughs> here i was like uh, i was expecting uh i was literally expecting the typical you know kind of uh i'm a, you know been a hollywood actor for 20 some years and like this is do this i'm just doing this to miss my job and all that stuff when i was pleasantly surprised to find out one he's a gun guy a huge yeah. gun guy he's just living behind you know the iron curtain back over there but uh he is he he drove to us. So in other words, hey, we're, hey, first class flight, we're going to do all this stuff to get in here. He's like, no, nah, I'll drive from L.A. I like driving. I'm like, really? And he gets here, and it's it was the coolest thing, man. This guy immediately became one of us. And I don't, at first, I thought it was an act. But now, you know, three, four months removed, we're actually almost all best friends. You know, we, we talk, text each other, send the stupid fucking memes back and forth. <laughs> and all that stuff. But it's like, 
you know, the, that was surprised me so much and to the point where the guy opens up. It's a great podcast. If you listen to the podcast, you read the article. It's it's amazing. Um, and what the winning part of this when he was here, I didn't want to do. You know, we've, Ben's got kids. I got kids and all that stuff. And, you know, they're all, of course, diehard Michael Rooker fans. But the last thing we want to do is like make it an autograph session. Right. So this was like day two. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to ask. Bucket, you know, my family's down the road. His family's down the road. I'm like, Michael, can we take five minutes, man, just to so my kids and his kid come in and say hi? And he was just like, Where the fuck are they? I'm like, Well, give me a few minutes. So we get him here. He immediately turns into Uncle Rooker. He t- nice. the adults. <laughs> he's like, All the adults, get out of here. I don't care. He spends what an hour and a half oh, with these kids, Easy. signing over forty to fifty things, everything they had, Selling taking pictures yeah. with them, teaching them kung fu, and you know, I mean, it was these kids. And, and this is where I looked at that. I was like, we weren't allowed in. He was just like, get out of here, you know. And uh, when I looked at, that, I'm like, this is a professional, and I'm gonna tell you why. He knows that fans. They're the ones that make it, you know, he eats off his food is from these fans, right? That's how he makes a living. And why not create generations and generations, generations of fans with this, starting with these kids and just being nice and being friendly and being not an asshole and being a great guy. And now, and that's what he did. My kid right now, she's probably told over 400 people now that turned them into Michael Rooker fans. And I'm sure your kid too, Ben, right? So that right there was like such an amazing process. Cause you see all the bad stuff from Hollywood and, and these actors, but you see something like that come out of it. I was like, oh, it's so amazing, you know? So yeah. um, he was definitely our best, our funnest time of having a guest in the podcast room, in the studio and all that stuff. Um, as in what story is our best? Jesus. We, I mean, we... Or your favorite. Uh, I would say it was our drive tanks has been pretty fun, man. We, um, we went down to Texas to uh, a tank farm. And actually, it's probably the world's largest civilian-owned tank farm. And this guy, what they got? 20, 30 different tanks from all over the world. Easily. Yeah. And we got invited to go down there. And I'll make a long story short. And we, you know, you can always guys read the article. I don't remember what issue it's in. But uh, we went down there. And these people lived in Jurassic Park. I call it Jurassic Park because it was an 18,000-acre wild refuge, exotic animal refuge. Well, we didn't even know what the hell. We're driving on this thing in the middle of bumfuck Texas. No offense to anybody in bumfuck. It's a great town. But uh, <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> driving through it, and then all of a sudden, Ben's like, stop, 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 stop. I'm like, what? I'm on this dirt road. And then there's a herd of zebras, like, jumping over my cars and gazelles. And then fucking giraffes are coming up out of everywhere. I'm like, where are we, man? You know, this is the creepiest shit. Was, yeah. It was legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we even get to the tank farm. So we meet these guys. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we own the world's largest, like, civilian-owned refuge. And this is a small one. We actually have a breeding area over there. They're like, hey, look at – see those wild Chinese one-eyed fucking gazelles? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, there's only, uh, like, 13 in the world. We have 50. I'm like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> you know, so that was interesting. So, like, hey, we'll do the tank stuff tomorrow night or tomorrow. Uh, right now, I'll put you guys in a cabin and this and that. So, they put us in this baller cabin. I mean, when I say baller cabin, this is baller. And I knew something was up. I'm like, this thing looks old as shit, but it's, like, brand new inside. Come to find out, this cabin was actually Mary Lincoln's cabin. These guys went to wherever, Whoa. Kentucky. It actually was Kentucky. Was it? Okay, yeah. And purchased that cabin from whoever in the rights. They they tore it down, brought it back, and built it back in. So we got to stay in that in the you know through the night, and it was incredible. But um, and then the next day, we we literally we drove Sherman tanks that were dead. Shot a howitzer. Shot a howitzer. <laughs> ben, I actually, I it was the greatest time, man. I, I told Ben they're going to do this big fire, and they're going to show up, blow up a car. 
with this Sherman. I'm like, Ben, you ever seen a tank fire? He's like, nah, man. I'm like, okay. No, you're not seeing it in the movies. Yeah. I'm like, the best part, the best place to be is right on the turret. Oh, God. <laughs> and Ben's looking at me like, I think you're telling me, to, I think you're fucking with me, but I'm going to do this, right? So we're all standing off, and it was, you know, back, and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> and sure enough, man, man, balls of steel. He's up on the back behind the, the right on the turret, right behind the actual whatever muzzle, whatever the hell you call that thing, right? And I'm like, there's no way they're just going. above the hatch, looking down the barrel. Yeah, right. And I was uh-huh. like, no way they're gonna fire. Boom! They fired it. And I just look at her, Ben. <laughs> you remember the old? What was the old commercials? The old, uh, the oh, the Memorex. The Memorex was reducing the hair. That's what Ben looked back, and he looks over at me. He's like. I got the shot. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> the guy inside the tank lifts the, the thing up. He looks back. He goes, tell me you weren't standing there. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> but it was fun. It was shit like that. We got the fire sure. like over. I mean, they had, just name it, man. So one of those, that was a great trip that we got to go to. Uh, and we've had many, multiple, I guess, different types of trips. I just had another fun one, but I can't talk about it yet. The, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't we, talk about uh, it yet. I'll just say we learned to pro wrestle. How about that? That's about it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we've had some fun stuff, man. That's awesome. How do you guys choose your guests? Well, they choose us. Sometimes we make mistake, <laughs> Ava. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. That was right. That was All right. Weird. Well, no. that completes this. Thanks, guys. So we got to go. Wow. <laughs> I guess this one's not going to air. No, we uh, actually, that, we enjoyed your, you. You had a very, very, if I look at my numbers, Ava, you did very well. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Thank you. That was a good one. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, no, we, uh, look, we, we tried to, and that's a thing, man. You know, it's easy to get gun people, you know, and get gun guys, the Travis Haley's, the Buck Doyle's and all that. Stuff. I don't say it's easy. It's it's almost it's it's what people expect. But what we try to do is have a good mixture of that because we love guns. Right. I think that's a podcast. I think I just plug, I think I just plug someone else's podcast. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> but but we also we get the ice road trucker guy, you know, that yeah. skill set. We find the guys uh, who were the BMX uh, X Games gold medalist. You know, we find these guys, but they all have one common denominator, man. And that is they support the Second Amendment. Whether even people are not even from our country, you know, we've interviewed, interviewed plenty of people from Canada and Europe and all that stuff that still support our constitutional right to carry and bear arms, right? So, um, and it's, and that's all we, and we don't even, sometimes we don't even talk about guns. But that's kind of the common denominator. The last thing I want is someone who is anti-gun or, you know, one of those fucking people, man. So um, other than that, that's basically our thing. That you got a skill set, whether it may be – I mean, we've had cowboy mounter shooting champions. We've had, uh, obviously, a lot of MMA champions, hmm. surfing champions. I mean, all those type of guys. And I think that makes it a well-rounded – you never know what you're going to get every week, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but you know we do our best, and and uh, and I think it's uh, I think that's what our fans kind of dig, man. They dig the fact that look, you know, tomorrow we may be talking to you know some Spetsnaz guy or some guy from the French Foreign Legion, or we may be talking to Travis Haley again. You know, you never know what you're going to get. So, yeah. So that was going to be my next question. Like, do you guys ever regret having a certain person on the show? Like, are you guys ever looking at each other while you're interviewing the person and you're rolling your eyes at each other and you're like, fuck, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We've had actually out of all of our guests, we've had whatever, 120 shows or whatever. Yeah. We've had two that we haven't even aired. And no, it, that's not true. There's three we haven't aired. Oh. We just won't talk about the other. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, well. And it was. They were all they were entertainers. They were actually in the musicians, musicians in music industry. One was country, and one was I don't know what she was. Anyway, bubblegum pop, yeah, crap. 
And the fact they came on and but that's not the reason we cut it. No, no. they had the personalities of a, a literally of a, of a doorknob, and yeah. and they were it was they were just uh, bad interviews, you know. Where Ben and I we work together well, and we try to fill the gaps. So there's no like awkward silences, and we try to keep stuff fun. And when you're giving me one word answers, like you know, hey, tell us how you, you know what do you think about this, and I was like, yep. Yep, it was fun. Yeah, you know, that was it. Or the country music artists that we start talking about. Uh, when I know more about country music than you, we have a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, does it, isn't, that, isn't that the music industry these days? Right. Yeah, and it just it, it breaks my heart. I'm not doing any justice to my listener if I'm bringing on someone that's not passionate about the chosen field they've, you know, that they're in. Sure. Absolutely. Like, I don't feel like it brings anything to the table. They're not going to tune back into my show. They're not going to care about the guest. I'm not doing my job as a host by putting my guest over. Yep. No one wins. Agreed. So why bother? Yeah. Like you didn't show up, so why should we yeah. at that point? <laughs> and, but we've only encountered a couple of those, so it it's not it too bad. And then we've been pleasantly surprised by a lot of people like, look, this interview is going to suck. Oh, yeah. This guy's a, now I, that's the real fun. Yeah. yeah. When we're like, hey, this guy, literally, I've talked on the phone, and I it's after a 10-minute conversation, he said three words. So we're, we prepare ourselves for that, and then the guy turns out to be just a phenomenal interview, you know? Uh, and we end up talking for two hours straight, you know, and it's Love like, it. so it's stuff like that you get surprised on. And, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, only a couple bad ones, man. And that's, I guess that goes as par for the course, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. We completely know what you feel. Yeah. yeah. How you feel. No, I've been there. <laughs> I think right. I've recorded somewhere in the neighborhood of like 350 podcasts now. And wow. there's been more of those than, than I'd care to admit. <laughs> yeah. And, but, yeah. I guess then that's the nature of podcasting, right? You know, it's like some people were, were made to be on the mic or great or, or, or good interviews. And then some people were just, I don't know. We've actually had a guy that was begging us, begging us. who was going to start yeah. his own podcast. Like, dude, let me just get on yours and just kind of show you. I, I'm like, sure. You know? And, uh, he gets on and says about four words in an hour. So what do you do? You know, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's a podcast. We're supposed to talk, dude, but that's okay. You know, he's like, but I'm a model. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You say that. Cause that's what he was. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. How did you know? <laughs> oh shit! I don't even know. <laughs> That's good stuff. So, Ava, what's this? What is this last question? Uh, so, you guys always have people pose, or you guys are always posing with those like hand gesture, you know, those gang signs, throwing them up. Uh, the gang signs. Yeah, where, uh, where did that even we're come actually, from? Uh, we're part of the what is the the Bloods or are we, are we Crips? I can't remember what it is. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> so everybody's. Oh. <laughs> we should tell them the funny story about how that's all like we actually got put over. You know what's that? No, you you take it, and I'll wrap it up with how like you know, you know oh. we can't get out of this section, and we can't you know you guys have to stay in the gun section yeah. because you guys are a gun magazine. You got that gun symbol on your fucking cover. Yeah. You guys are gun, 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 and uh, it's so funny. We laugh now because the reason they actually allowed us to be in the men's interest section is because we a don't have a gun on our cover, right. and b because they thought it was totally acceptable that that was a gang sign that we were throwing up and not a gun. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, gang sign okay with the world guns not okay yeah so, so that's supposed to be that? a gun what's that 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 thing that you do with your hands that's I mean, supposed to be a gun that's a gun so what it is okay let me explain it. i mean so, i hate to it say it but i got a little turned on looking at it you know <laughs> it's like it's like a shocker for a paraplegic I don't know. <laughs> yeah we had to tuck that that middle or that other yeah anyway. yeah so <laughs> that pinky you gotta yeah. take that pinky in yeah something like that yeah that's right yeah. right so what we did was okay when we came up with this concept of um of skill set. It's like, we needed a symbol, right? You Playboy's got their bunny, you know, everybody's got their, their symbol. Has their swoosh. Right. Right. And I'm like, 
as much as I love our masthead or our, you know, the skill set, I go, it's probably not enough. I go, I think we need something. And I go, if there's something that we can incorporate, I guess, I guess it sounds like a gang sign that, you know, people could do or wear or whatever. And, and, and I called it, and I'm a Marine, right? So I call it a long range identification, you know, identifier, right? So in other words, well, it was a great story. I guess Ben had the other day, and I'll tell it in a second. So um, we, so we created this. We're like, we want something the way of the gun. We call it right. And basically, if you look inside our cover at the table of contents, you're going to find that logo, and it's going to basically, you know, have a little description and say, "Hey, this is a symbol of excellence in Men's Interest Magazine." So if you see this symbol, it's from us. Because skill set, and here's a little secret I want to tell everybody: skill set magazine it won't be the last publication we put out. You know what I'm saying? Oh damn. Um, it may be some underneath the, the, the helm of skill set. And I'll just leave it at that. So we, I'm like, we want to start branding. We want to start branding. And we need something that, yes, it will offend snowflakes, I imagine, a little bit. And it has, you know, because people, oh, my God, look, at it's a, look, you guys are flashing a gun, um, <laughs> I guess. But it was something that, and, and, a, and also a, it's a tip of the hat to what we believe in, right? Our, the two-way culture right. and, well, you know, our constitutional beliefs. So we created that. Not that we created. I'm sure that, that symbol has been around forever. We, sure. we use that as our branding. And the funny thing, I mean, now people are sending us dozens of photos daily uh, with them doing it, you know, everywhere, in China and here and this and that. Yeah, and, we didn't even really plan it that way. I know the first yeah. cover didn't even work out that way. It just kind of happened. Sure. Yeah. And, and it, then the next guy walked in who happened to be boss and he just kind of emulated the first cover and yeah. it just kind of kept happening. It just kept happening and happening. And now people are doing, we're not even asking people to do it and they're doing it. And I love it, you know? And so it's something that we love. In fact, Ben the other day, yesterday was driving home on his motorcycle. Okay. He's all motorcycled out with all his gear and all that shit. <laughs> he was motorcycle. changing lanes and here comes a cop, right? Woo, oh, you're, Ben's going to get pulled over. So this cop rolls up and this is on, we're in Phoenix, fifth largest city in America. So there's a lot of people here. And uh, he's changing lanes. This cop pulls right next to him, and, and Ben's yeah, don't look at the cop. Don't look at the cop. And uh, I may he, have been going a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> beeps his horn like three times, and so Ben's like looks over. The dude flashes the way of the gun sign, and then drives off. Man, you know, nice. On the, so it's like we're making an impact. People are seeing that, and then people are, are using that as like, hey, we're part of the skill set fam. You know, and that's cool. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, and so that's what we're going to keep doing it, man. You know, I mean, we get people all the time like, oh, why you guys flash a gang sign? I'm like, because I think it's hilarious because we're fucking hood. What do you think, man? No. Right? <laughs> so, but uh, that's kind of the history on that. Yeah. You know? well, and you're cool. right. We and Ben's when he said that literally our distributor was having a heart attack because they they. They, we have a handgun, I guess you want to call it. That qualified as a gun. Yeah, on the cover. But when we said, we joked and said it was a gang sign, they're like, oh, okay, you're fine then. <laughs> wow. That's what's wrong with this fucking country. No man. shit, no right? Wrong. I'm yeah. like, the, one of the top causes of uh, gun deaths in America, gang violence. That's, yeah. cool. that's cool. It's cool. That's Whatever. Fine, no. That's yeah. right. No, that's totally acceptable. <laughs> we have to be inclusive. It's fine. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it, it blows our mind. I mean, we got, guys, you, when, you, when you get into... You know how you've heard gun magazines are getting pulled off shelves left and right, and this is one of the reasons we didn't want to be lumped in with the the sporting section or whatever because we want to we want to have be the only magazine in the men's intersection with the little balls, right? You mm-hmm. know, everything else is skinny jeans and fucking whatever, six pack abs and you know and all that stuff. So men's rompers, right? <laughs> men's, <laughs> men's rompers. All right, hold on a second. I did a photo shoot in a romper. It was fine. Oh. I gotta see that. Okay. No, so, God, don't. Hashtag don't look. Yeah. Hashtag no, your cool. eyes. Maybe there's a onesie too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, but it was like you know the, the way we 
we got pulled off, uh, what was it, HEB shelves. Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, I guess yeah. HEB or whatever that's called. It's a grocery store chain in Texas. We got pulled off the shelves this issue for being uh, our cover with Michael Rooker was too violent. Now, if you look at our cover, guys, if you look at a recent cover, it's Michael Rooker killing a Nazi. I don't say killing. He's giving a butt stroke a yeah, Nazi. That's all. He's Straight out of any World War II movie scene or any, or I don't know, Ben, why don't we just look at any uh, movie poster Any these days. Hollywood movie, <laughs> you know? I don't know. No one's getting shot. It's a, it's a, it's a total look. We don't live in you know 1942 anymore. So I would this call is, it historical recreation, right? And Michael Rooker's an actor, but yet we got pulled off the shelves because we were too violent. So if that's the case, then fuck it, take us off the shelves. I don't care because mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a cool cover, and I mean, should have went with my plan: the that? art of the hand job. Oh, <laughs> you did see that. <laughs> yeah, that probably, yeah, we probably got extra distribution on that one. So yeah. anyway, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's a fight. We got to fight. And just like everybody else is, you know, in this world, we're dealing with the, the PC world. And uh, it's, you know, that's life, you know. So uh, we're, we're ready to, to stick it out and duke it out with them and, you know, have some fun while we're doing it. Good for you guys. All right. So where can our listeners find you? Awesome. Great question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he said all my questions are great. Now I realize it was just patronizing. <laughs> I think that's, that's the key, right? You keep saying great question and everything. You feel really good as a podcast host. I know that. That makes me feel good. No. Um, guys, skillsetmag.com is where you can go. It, that's kind of the basis. That's the home base. You the can, hub. Yes. Yeah, so you can... You can uh, buy our magazines there, subscribe to it, buy back issues, uh, or whatever. Even, I think we have a podcast link on it as well. You know, buy some swag That's and all correct. that good stuff. Our podcast, you just search skill set live. Um, you, it, we, we, if we don't pop up then we got some problems, but we should, yeah, we should pop up. And of course we're on every, you know, every pod, where you can find, where you can find podcasts, you know, we're there. So, um, and of course, can I plug our YouTube channel since Absolutely. We just started, and we have like six people watching it right now. So going to have seven after this. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go to Skillset Magazine on YouTube. We're filming all our podcasts now, and uh, we're having some fun with it. And, uh, well, I guess it's fun, but it's pretty good. And we do our live shows, what, once or twice a week oh, on there as well. Fun, don't I? Where yeah. guests can come in and ask Ben and I. We like Q&A sessions. Yeah, have some questions and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, just Skillset Magazine. If you just type it in, you're going to find a plethora of of some manly shit and Ooh. some fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's a big word. I know. Wow. I, I had to look that on up. On Friday, even. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking. So, anyway. No, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, of course, like I said, you can binge all our podcast. I suggest you listen to the, the, Ava, the Ava Flanell one, uh, which was recently, what, last month. So, it's a, it's a great. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know her. She's a pretty awesome chick. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was play. And uh, I had a good time. In fact, we need to get you on, too, man. So, let's do this. All right. That's awesome, guys. It's been awesome. The time has flown by. Uh, we're going to move in the show. You guys stick around to interject whenever you have something to say, if that's oh, okay. if you don't All mind. Right. We're trying not to run your, your show. No, man. <laughs> Anymore than we already did. Ruin it. Ruin it. I love it. No, he <laughs> said run it. He said run it, but you, you took it as ruined because I think are you we were gonna thinking. are we going to do a prank call? Because, Ava, when you were on our podcast, we talked about the prank call, and I was like, I haven't heard a prank call since I was in the fucking eighth grade. Uh, and yep. you're like, you got to come on and listen. We're going to do one. Can I stay on and listen to that? Well, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I want, I want you guys to stay for the rest yeah, of the show. Yeah, you're going to stay for the whole show. Oh, okay. You're not, we're not yeah. letting you go so yeah, yeah. quickly. You're not done. You're not done. It's Friday afternoon. I know. In I fact, know you want to go have, home. We have a nice little surprise for you guys. <laughs> oh, so, great. All right. Before, so. before we get into it, though, we let's just talk about Matador Arms, the people that sponsor this, the prank call segment. So Matador Arms, they just released the Sidewinder. Sean, tell us about that. Uh, the Sidewinder is a folding stock adapter for lots of different things. Uh, so... 
the first thing that people say is that's not for an AR. And I'm like, yeah, yeah obviously not. not for an AR because obviously we have buffers, buffer springs, bolts go back into the buffer tube. That's not how this works. But this is this is good for uh, chassis systems, shotguns, AK, Scorpions, Vectors, and all kinds of other stuff that will accept AR buffer tube threads. So it's actually quite cool. Uh, it's going to run $149.99. It's going to be available in the U.S. very, very soon. Next uh, week, actually. Next week. And this is this is cool because folding stocks right now are all the rage. All and the rage. This is another option. And seriously, like uh, the first thing I'm going to put it on is my XR EXP, which is the most ridiculous pistol AR type thing that you've ever seen. Has no buffer. It's all pistons. So I have an adapter on there that converts it to an AR buffer. I'm going to throw this right in there, screw it right in, and put whatever shoulder brace I want on there. Hey, and guess what? When you buy that, yeah, use the code GunFunny10 and you get 10 percent off. I'm in. That's what's up. I'm in. All right. So Matador Arms, uh, thanks to them, they brought you this prank phone call. Ben, I don't know if you've checked your voicemails lately. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay, well, good. thanks for answering your phone call yesterday, you <laughs> motherfucker. So, <laughs> so look. I know you missed the perfect opportunity to get pranked by Sean. So here's the thing. I was like, okay, I've got this idea. I'm going to roll with it. We try. We tried to call a couple people. Well, first I had to like talk Sean into it because he's like, I don't want to prank these guys. I hate pranking people. I know. And I'm like, dude, just suck it up. I'm sure they're not going to like sue you for you know for doing so. And uh, I'm like, I so, already look like a so, fucking moron. I don't want to do do so, so even after more. after giving him lots of shots and you know yeah. talking him through it. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. Voicemail. And then, yeah, voicemail. Ah. But we did we did actually leave you a funny voicemail. So when you... Uh, uh, when I have my phone right here. Yeah, we screwed it. All, All right, right. So, so anyway, I started calling some other people, and people were not having this prank phone call. They were just, like, hanging up on me left or right <laughs> until finally I got a bite. Yeah. It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Just arrange. Uh, hello. Thank you for calling the Moms Demand Action. <laughs> Gun Sense in America donation line. There's been over 300 school shootings since 2013. How much would you like to donate today? Gun hello, hello. Thank you for calling the Moms Demand Action. Gun Sense in America donation line with over 300. Sc- <laughs> hello. Listen, <laughs> club. Hello, hello, thank you for calling the Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America donation line with over 300 school shootings in the United States since 2013. How much of a donation can we put you down for today? Uh, I did not just call this number. I'm, I'm sorry, this is our inbound call center. Did you, okay. Did, did, um, how much <laughs> can we put you down for a donation for Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America? Okay, no, you called this number, though. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm an inbound call center, so I can't call out. I just accept calls. The, the phone rings and it gets delivered to my screen. My, my phone rang, though. Your phone... What? The phone rang, I, I picked it up, and then... What? Uh, so how much of a donation <laughs> could we put you down for? Uh, how about no donation? But the moms... Do you, do you approve of the children getting slaughtered in the United States? I approve? No, I do not approve. That's all we're trying to stop is the slaughter of innocent children in the United States, and we need your donations to continue. You need my money. Well, we need we need a lot of people's money because we have to fight the NRA, and they're the biggest gun lobby, the biggest murderers. Yo, I hope you know you just called a freaking gun club. <laughs> no, I this phone rang, and I answered the phone. It's a donation no, line. My, the phone that you – I'm working right now. I'm at my job. 
And I, I, I too, am at my job <laughs> phone uh-huh. and answered it, and you started talking. But the, the call came into my screen. It popped up. I don't. We don't have the outbound callability. The phone rang, and it came in. You, and, you clearly do, because you called this number. Uh, I've. Uh, are you prank calling us, sir? Like we get that a lot. I'm not prank calling you. You called our number. This is a gun club. A gun and you're club. You're telling us about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. Well, okay, so that is very brave of you guys that you want to help the Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. I, I really, truly approve, and I understand it's probably a very hard choice for you guys to call in. Whatever we got to say, you called me, I called you, whatever you got to say, but how much could we put you down for? <laughs> Nothing. I'm sorry. There's not going to be anything. Just like $5? I, I mean, the guns are a huge business in America. I'm sure you could afford $5 for the children. Yeah, how, how would I uh, process this money transfer over to you? Uh, so I could just take your credit card number, the expiration oh, you just, date. You just want my credit card number? Well, of course, sir. That's how we do donations. <laughs> That's how Jerry Lewis did them in his telethons as well. Okay, so you're telling me that I did not, or that you did not call the number of a gun club and ask for donations to prevent gun violence. We accepted an inbound call into our PBX system. Oh, you called this phone. I do not know this number. I do not know who you are. I don't know whatever the hell organization you're running. It's you called this number. Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, and we're taking donations to stop the NRA from slaughtering the children of our United States. The NRA has nothing to do with that. All of the mass shooters in the last five years have been members of the National Rifle Association. All right, I'm going to just go, sir. You got me there. Okay, uh, so $5, $10, what can we put you down for? Uh, $10. All right, uh, I'm ready to process the credit card payment whenever you're ready. Just go ahead and read it off to me. All right, six. Expiration date? What was that? Expiration date? Um, it's in All right, so $10, got it. Uh, thank you very much for supporting Moms Demand Action for Gun Violence in America and for doing your part to stop the t- slaughter of our innocent children. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that was very rude. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Did, did you... Why, why would you say that to me? I, I'm sick of these prank calls. Holy fuck. I'm pretty sure he gave me a real credit card number, by the way. That was awesome, man. I was waiting. I was like, I was, wait, where's the go fuck yourself? There it was. Thank you. <laughs> Holy I know, shit. a part of me is like, I wanted to run the credit card just to see. <laughs> Except no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. That was great. When we got off the phone, Sean's like, I think I would make a really good criminal. I just got this guy to give me his, his credit card number. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, if shit. podcasting doesn't work out. <laughs> that's great, man. I, that, that was, okay, that was well worth the wait. Always, I'm 45, I waited since eighth grade. That was That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. These this shit stresses me out, man. Like prank calls when I was it was fifteen. Oh yeah, nothing. they were fun. I did it for fun. Now, uh, I got to pump myself like, up. Yeah, when you were younger, it was like part of the sleepover. You know, <laughs> right. everybody's in their PJs. Yeah. Let's let's call. You know, whoever get the phone book out. And now yeah. it's like, oh gosh, okay, what are we gonna do? And you have to be on your freaking A game because you yeah. don't know what they're gonna say, and you want to try to keep them on the phone for you know enough to make it worth. You know, playing yeah. the prank call. No, that was awesome. I can't believe. I mean, the, the, the you're very quick. That's what I love, man. You know, back at it, and it was a. Uh, it sounded legit. Well, I mean, the voice was was that was pretty funny. What was that kind of like a? It was like a jerky boys, a Jewish jerky. Uh, a little boy. bit, yes, yes. See, the jerky <laughs> well, boys were a big part though. of my formative years. <laughs> oh yeah. What's funny yeah. though is I didn't re- like. I'm like, would, are you trying to play a male or a female? Because you kind of sound female, Sean. <laughs> and I was <laughs> just like, <laughs> you just sound like some. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> 
Are you assuming it's a, a, a gender right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. I, yes, I, I identify as a fighter jet. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous, but fun. That one, that one was actually fun because I was like, I'm pretty sure he just gave me his real credit card number. Sure. Yeah. That kid, he sounded pretty young, too. Yeah, he did. And then, so oh, yeah. the part that I cut out at the end was he's like, I'm going to get my supervisor on the phone. I'm like, yeah, three and a half minutes. We're done. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. And then, <laughs> actually, or something. There you yeah. <laughs> what's funny is they, they called back. We were we were sitting in the office, and we still had, because we used a, a certain number to make prank, prank calls on. And uh, and so we still had that window open, and they called us back. We should have <laughs> oh, actually really? answered it and recorded it. I know. It, I but... should have been like, thank you for calling Mom's Demand Action <laughs> for Gun Violence in America. This is Malcolm. How can I help you? <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> oh, Damn. my gosh. The that things, was good. The that things was good. we do Bravo. for ratings. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll be here all week. <laughs> Sick. Let's talk about some Bring gear. Cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, being high on cough syrup actually made that a lot more fun. I imagine, yeah. Right? Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Before we even get into this, I want to ask you guys. Do you guys have Glocks? We, uh, no. Oh, right. yes. Yeah. I have one. But we actually, uh, we're fans of Canics, so. Uh, I, like, I like the Canic line. Yeah, but yes, we I I, I got a 19, a 43, 17. Got a couple. Got I think a, you have to have a few. Right? Yeah, like a law I think you have to. Man. I think it, it is. It's a law. Yeah. Now, have you gone to like the dark side of just customizing them constantly? No, I, I haven't. I haven't fallen in that trap, man. I mean, I have a Zev. You know that was. Yeah. Oh, I haven't done it. I just have a Zev. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm calling like, bullshit because like, that's like the, the farthest you can go in the dark side. Exactly. <laughs> got a few like hundred things going to it. All right, I sound like a total, total arrogant asshole. Right now. No, uh, the Zev was a gift. Okay, I just like putting you on the spot. All right, so you didn't, <laughs> so you didn't do the upgrades yourself. You just, we'll assume you no. just kind of bought the gun like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it was gifted to me, and uh, and I like I like it. It's great. Zebs are that's a badass gun. It's fun, I yeah. guess. But uh, man, I you know I'm one of those guys. Like remember we talked earlier about the AK stuff. I like my shit rugged, beat up, and and all that stuff. So I don't pay a lot of money to, to supersize or whatever you want to call a, a, a firearm that I'm going to probably drop ten times and scrape up and all that stuff. So that's just me though. Yeah, yeah. no, that I'm makes down. sense because there's there's some parts on my guns that it's like oh, like the unicorn gun. The paint yeah. job on that is so nice that I'm like, I don't even want to bring it to the range. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think everybody should have a safe queen or two. You know, nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think that's a problem at all. But, um, you know, truck guns and all that stuff. And yeah, this, I that's just, if I skid it across my non-skid mm. bed, bed liner, then that's fine. You know, that's, yeah. that's, how, that's how it is. So. Hey, Sean, since you're my assistant, do you think you could act more like Ben and just like make some noise like, yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It comes from my old hip hop days. <laughs> you know, yeah, just to it. just to kind of make it a little whoop, more whoop. exciting. <laughs> like as I talk, and you're like, "Yeah, uh, you guys are good. You have sound effects and like uh, yeah, so I segment make up for, the, for the lack of sound effects. That's right. You have like the segment. Uh, what do you guys? I don't even know what you call them. The music goes between so the little voiceover. Been, uh-huh. yeah, that's right. When so she called me her assistant, I was all. <laughs> oh, oh damn! Look at that. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah, fun. you guys got to step that game up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so going back to Hive's technology. So we just saw uh, right before we started the show, they made an announcement that uh, they're going to start doing textured uh, slides, but 
their what they posted on their social media it says we changed the game with our textured extensions now we are changing the game by texturing our own line of slides and i was like wait a minute when did they start making textured extensions i've never seen them so i looked through their entire instagram we not one find picture them. anywhere but the the textured slide looks cool because on the slide cuts that everyone's doing everyone's putting all the angles and the windows and making it look all you know very right. very uh, sci-fi technology they straight up put that skateboard tape on there they did it, and it looks kind of badass thing. yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh, so what is let me ask you a question real quick because uh, i mean yeah I, I know i own straight eight and i should be really immersed in the gun industry but i just kind of put blinders on a lot of stuff what, what why is this craze of of modifying Glock slide. So, I mean, in the past year or two, it's been crazy, man. Like everybody's doing, it, including some of our clients. You know, oh, yeah. and I'm not knocking it. I just, I don't understand why. Is it? Are we bored? Yes. With the typical just regular pistols and the ARs, that we have to fucking really modify the shit out of these things, or what? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's just like with anything. I mean, cars and. Well, I think it comes back to so polymer eighty hit the scene big with their eighty uh, percent Glockish style loaders, the P. P forty nine whatever yeah. uh, for the for the seventeens and then they came out the nineteens which allowed people to really easily without a whole lot of tools technique or know how kind of customize their own frame and then they're like okay well cool I've got this got this thing that I did with my own bare hands and now I want to put a cool trigger in it and I want some base right. pads and then the next nice logical thing and- yeah there's all kinds of CNC and machinists out there that are like oh yeah I could probably cut some slides so they start cutting some slides and. You know, agency, they, they started hitting pretty hard, and it's just been this, like, real progression. Now, everyone's cutting slides, but everything's starting to look kind of very similar to me. And now we've got this, and, um, like, I don't yeah. stipple my guns or have my guns stippled because I just don't like it very much. Yeah. So now we're doing laser stippling, and this is a laser stipple job on a slide. And, yeah, is I think that- it's cool. I think we're bored, and I think, it, like, Instagram has been driving that kind of as a lifestyle type thing. Yes. People post cool ass pictures of guns and then everyone's like, Oh, I want my gun like that too. And everyone's trying to break the internet. Yeah. That's, that's true. That, everybody's going for the likes. I know, man. It's yeah. like, uh, trying to teach my daughter who just now joined Instagram. Right. You know, if she's 14 or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I, I guess I'm, I don't know. Am I a bad parent or a good parent for letting her do it? I don't know. But uh, I guess time will tell when she's living in a trailer park and she's knocked up with like, you know, nine kids. (laughs) You gave me an Instagram account at 14. I'm like, fuck. All right. But it's like, I I give her a lesson. She's like, ah, this picture only got like, what are 20 likes? And I'm like, who gives a shit? You know, I'm like, listen, don't go chasing likes, man. You know, but I know that's the. That's the mentality you have to have, right? If you post something and it doesn't work, you immediately like, no one likes me, fuck, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But I don't know. Go sit on that front bench. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I will say, having said all that, I really like the way that, that looks. Like, I don't have any slides cut on any of my guns, but uh, I like the way this looks. And it seems like it would be very effective as well. Because I'm like you. The second mm-hmm. I get a gun painted, the first thing I do is throw it in the dirt. Yeah, uh, it's going to get jacked up anyway if you use it, you know. So, I mean, look, I'm not against a uh, uh, a textured slide. I mean, I mean, I'm one of those guys like, listen, I'll try it once. Well, that bit me in the ass a few times. So anyway, but <laughs> no, no pun intended. Literally. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it may be that may be the shit. You know, I can see uh, I can see applications for something textured or something that it grips, especially if you're one armed uh, and have you know one armed combat type of you know racking your slide off your belt or your whatever i don't know you know i'm trying sure. to they have the tack rack for that yeah but i mean this looks like it would be pretty grippy whether you have blood mud semen spit yeah. whatever 
<laughs> Semen. Sounds like my weekend. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good weekend. Yeah. Anyway, so they haven't uh, price. You know, they haven't given any other details. They just posted that today. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen anything specifically like that, and I thought it might be cool to uh, keep an eye on. And uh, we'll keep an eye on those grip. Uh, yeah, those base plates. They're like, we changed the market, and I'm like, I never heard of them, never seen them, and your Instagram has zero we do, pictures. We do have some of their base pads, though. Oh, I use them. I actually love love them. They're, yeah. they're the best I've used. Yep. What was the company called again? Hive, Hive Technologies. Hive Technologies. I got it up on my screen oh, right now. I actually looked it up. Yeah, Ben, man, he's working. Why? Yeah, well, Ben's the assistant. You know, he's got to do that. Sean does the same Nightmare. thing for me. I just like to spend money on crap that I may or may not need. Yep, me too. <laughs> Did I just hear a dog? <laughs> yes. Okay, I just check, make that, sure I wasn't That was tickles. <laughs> Tack tickles. All right, let's uh, let's start wrapping this thing up and go through some iTunes reviews. Yep. Damn, your music's good. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, all right, well, I worked on that for weeks. Well, Sean, uh, Mr. Assistant, why don't you read the iTunes reviews for us? All right. First up, we have John the Tech says five stars. Loved the show. Past tense. Prank calls are my favorite. It just shows how nice most gun people are. Thanks. Until that one guy told us to fuck off. But that's cool. Yeah. Other than that. <laughs> They're usually really nice. But he did donate $10 to Moms Demand Action <laughs> for Gun Violence in America. Oh, millennials. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And then uh, National Gun Life, five stars. Great to listen to. I have listened to most of the podcasts and all are funny and, for- and informative. Great stuff. Keep it up. Sincerely, National Gun Life. Cool. Um, that's cool. That is cool. All right, guys. Uh, wrapping up. So yes, you can find us at uh, gunfunny.com. There you'll get links to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Twitter. You name it. We're everywhere. Uh, if you guys can't get enough of us, think about becoming a Patreon. Do you guys have Patreon? I don't. What is that? Some Maybe you guys should try it. Once, right? See, Same. you know, here we we invite you to be on the show, and little did you know that you guys are going to get like such a lesson yeah. with, uh, you know, how to become podcast pro. Here's my credit card. <laughs> Perfect. Hold on yeah. one second. I'll I write think, it down. I think we should bill them for this. <laughs> All right. right. So, what Patreon is? Um, basically, it's kind of like crowdfunding. It is. Um, with our Patreon, if you can't get enough of us, you can donate even a dollar and get access to our Patreon-only Facebook page. Uh, depending on your level of donation, you all get you also get access to our monthly raffle. Uh, we give away you know cool stuff, a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff that we get into uh, test and evaluate. A lot of times we end up giving to our Patreons. Uh, you uh, get limited edition T-shirts, shout out on the show, and even an opportunity to be a guest on the show. And uh, our $25 patrons, we always shout out their names. We have two, Corbin Bonafide and Iraq Veteran 8888. Never heard of her. And (laughs) as we were recording this show, actually, we just got a King of the Patreon. It changed from last week. Uh, Adam Balzar from Charger Arms, he is now King of the Patreons. And Love it. before we say what he wants us to say, why don't you explain what it is? What King of the Patreon? Just is. whoever uh, whoever contributes the most money through Patreon to Gun Funny Show every month as the King of the Patreons, and they will read whatever they tell us to read. And it could be a person, a company, whatever. It could be your dog. It could be your Facebook, you know, oh, yeah. your dog's Facebook profile. We don't care. There you go, Ben. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, it is Adam Balzar from Charger Arms. He wants us to know, or he wants you guys to know. 
Uh, Adam is a certified Serico applicator, dealer of silencers, SBRs, and machine guns, and he's also a great dancer and a lover of Cocker Spaniels. But only oh. two of those things are true. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, I want to say Charger Arms, and I may be wrong, is uh, he follows us, but I think he's local around here in Phoenix area. So if that's the same guy, then you're awesome. How's that? Is that good? Yeah, that, that's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah there you go. That's, a, that's, a, you know, that's, yeah, that's about as far as I can. Charger so. Arms. Charger Arms. All right. Awesome, man. So that'll do. Leave us reviews on iTunes, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. It helps people decide if they want to listen to the show or not. You can go to patreon.com slash gunfunny to become a Patreon or gunfunny.com to find everything else. Guys, it's been awesome, man. Thank you so much for yeah, joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks for, you guys, thanks for having us on. I know uh, you can have anyone on. You take the time to put us just two jabronis on. I appreciate it, man. So, Well, you know, sometimes you got to have good shows. Sometimes you got to have bad shows. Yeah, but, well, you know. So, too bad this will probably never air. But anyway. No. Well, th- there was a reason she asked the question. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Ben's actually, Ben's like, I'm going to be. Typing my review as we talk. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. One star. And right, hey, if you, guys, if you guys are ever in Colorado, hit us up. Yeah, we look. We're, uh, we uh, we got to make a weed run. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that legal there? I don't even know. Fuck it yeah. is, apparently. No. Yeah, no. I, we love Texas. Actually, we uh, we have a mission up in uh, Colorado here in about two months. So maybe we uh, this is true. We swing by or something. How about that? Let's do that, man. Let's make it happen. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for having us on, man. And thank you very much. Appreciate your sporting skill set, and and uh, we'd uh, we'd love to do it again someday. Absolutely. Cool. All right, love it. We're out. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.